Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. The first female serial killer. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. December 26, 1609, a Hungarian count named Gyorgy Thurzo made a visit to Cheta Castle to investigate its leader, a powerful noblewoman named Elizabeth Bathory. Rumors were circulating around the villages, peasant girls hired for servant work in the castle were inexplicably disappearing, and no one understood why. When Thurzo arrived, he discovered a state of affairs much worse than he ever imagined, solidifying Elizabeth Bathory in historical infamy. For over 500 years, her ruthless, bloodthirsty reputation has been the cause of discourse, speculation, folklore, and hate. She's been called the first female serial killer, a bloodthirsty dictator, a cult sadist, or even the inspiration for a little horror novel called Dracula. Today, we're talking about the bloody reign of Elizabeth Bathory. Elizabeth Bathory was born on August 7th, 1560, in Nyerbator, Hungary. You couldn't be... You couldn't be raised with much more privilege than Baby Bathory, born on a family estate, wanting for nothing, learning Latin, German, Hungarian, and Greek from private tutors. Bathory descended from multiple noble lineages that included the King of Poland and the Prince of Transylvania. With impressive bloodlines comes, especially in the 1500s, a lot of inbreeding. Her parents, Baron George Bathory and Baroness Anna Bathory, were likely related themselves, and historians speculate that their interbreeding might have been the root of numerous health problems Elizabeth experienced growing up. The most dangerous of these were severe epileptic seizures, then called falling sickness, and treatments were strange, to say the least. One popular treatment included rubbing a healthy person's blood on the epileptic's lips while they were seizing, or having them ingest a mixture of blood and a piece of skull right as the seizure concluded. Many speculate that these questionable epileptic cures inspired Elizabeth to learn that survival might rely on blood, or whatever life force, of others, and to obtain it at any cost. Still, other sources say that Bathory's family culture was already disgusting, strange, and cruel, 
with Bathory's witnessing, at a young age, brutal punishments executed by her family's officers. The family was rumored to practice witchcraft and satanic worship. If that's the case, the young baroness may have just followed in the footsteps of what she had learned was critical to survival and maintaining power. While there's no evidence to support this, what we do know is that she lived a life of vast possibilities, much, much different than most of the people of 16th century Hungary. As you can see, I'm already kind of justifying her actions, which isn't great. But Bathory's life is full of contradictions and spoiler alerts. I can't help but think that some of her reputation comes from, surprise, surprise, the intense hatred of women, especially beautiful women in power at the time, and even more so after her death. As she got older, still a child, mind you, but an adolescent, Bathory started to be seen as beautiful and desirable. Beauty and status, of course, were some of the most powerful forms of currency among European royalty. At the age of 10, Elizabeth was betrothed to a nobleman named Ferent Nadazdi, who was kind of a big deal being heir to the powerful and wealthy Nadazdi family of Hungary. Still, he was technically not as high-ranking as young Elizabeth. At the age of 13, while the families were settling up the high-profile Nadazdi-Bathory marriage merger, Bathory allegedly had a relationship with a peasant boy and gave birth to a child. The child was supposedly given away to a local woman in the Hungarian countryside and generously paid off by the Bathory family. Evidence of this pregnancy came up long after Elizabeth's death, and man, I'm sure I'm not alone when I say that that kid probably dodged a bullet. So Elizabeth, now 15, is back at being a well-behaving noblewoman. She then marries 19-year-old Ferenc Nadazdi. The Nadazdi's wedding gift to the young couple is Cheta Castle and 17 adjacent villages it oversees. The castle is located on the lower end of the Carpathian Mountains, now modern-day Slovenia, and seems both beautiful and very remote. Only a few years after the wedding, Nadazdi was promoted to chief commander of Hungarian troops and sent to war against the Ottoman Empire. Elizabeth, still basically a teenager, was left behind to manage the estate, to manage the estate, ruling all of the affairs of the locals, medical care, advice, you name it. The castle was also right in the middle of the war zone, en route to Vienna, so Bathory herself had to deal with a lot of fear and wartime conflict. Some sources say Bathory actually did some good for her villages, intervening on behalf of destitute women, including a woman whose husband was captured by the Ottomans, and another woman whose daughter was raped and impregnated. While she kept busy with all of that, she also had five kids, Anna, Orsolia, Catalin, Andras, and Paul. Sources say she also had another son that may have died young. Like her parents, all the kids wanted for nothing and were raised primarily by governesses. And this is when the rumors started, rumors of torture, cruelty, and murder, especially targeted at the young girls in Bathory's kingdom. On January 4th, 1604, after 29 years of marriage, the 48-year-old Ferenc Nadazdi dies. At the time of his death, allegations of Bathory's atrocities had become widespread. Although the Count probably witnessed some of his wife's cruelties, he may have helped restrain her impulses. Rumor had it that Nadazdi would do what it took to make his wife happy. At one point, he reportedly built Bathory her own torture chamber, complete to her specifications. Anyhow, when Nadazdi died, the situation at Cheta Castle became much, much worse. Between 1602 and 1604, the rumors about Bathory's crimes became impossible for the Hungarian government to ignore. Lutheran minister Istvan Magyari, sorry if I'm pronouncing these names incorrectly, made complaints against her, both publicly and at the court in Vienna, and an informal investigation began. Still, it took another six years for Hungarian officials to take note. 
1610, King Matthias II assigned two notaries, Andreas Kerestuuri and Moses Ziraki, to specifically collect evidence and dig into the accusations made against Bathory. Hundreds of testimonies were collected, and what Kerestuuri and Ziraki found shocked and nauseated them. Bathory would abduct girls from the village as young as 10 to torture. They would be beaten severely and mutilated. One of Bathory's favorite tortures included jamming pins and needles under the fingernails of her servant girls and tying them down, smearing them with honey, and leaving them to be attacked by bees and ants. Some girls were burned with hot tongs and then put in refrigerators. Part of girls' faces were bitten off. One girl was forced to cook and eat her own flesh. And Bathory didn't commit these crimes alone. With the help of her former nurse, Aona Joe, and a local witch named Doretta Zentez, Bathory basically started her own human refinery, as callous and disgusting as it sounds. She reportedly believed that human blood would keep her looking young and healthy, and needed a large rotating supply of young women and girls to keep her bloodletting regimen going. If you've heard of Elizabeth Bathory before this podcast, you probably know one image or legend about her, that she bathed in the blood of her victims, hoping to become younger or retain her looks and youthfulness. It's certainly a fucking dark, macabre, goth image, but it's also probably not true. No witness accounts from her trial or testimonies against her make any reference to bathing in blood. In fact, stories of blood bathing didn't become part of Bathory's reputation until she'd been dead for over a century. You'd think the actual allegations would be more than enough nightmare fuel, and indeed they were. But let's go where no bloodletting is required. In fact, it's actively discouraged. Let's take a break. Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. We're the team behind the podcast Guide to the Unknown, where we talk about spooky things, the paranormal, horror movies, and so much more. Some of our favorite episodes include Haunted Amusement Parks, Episode 146, Silent Hill, 158, and Cursed Thrift Store Items, 193. With years of shows under our belts, though, we've covered literally hundreds of topics. Guide to the Unknown is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast apps, in addition to a YouTube version. You can even watch us record new episodes live and chat with other viewers. Find more by following at GTTUPod on all social media or visit GTTUPod.com. Come join the scary fun, everyone. With Guide to the Unknown, there's always more to learn and explore. And with our extensive Patreon catalog, the rabbit hole goes as deep as you want it to weird. See you all on Guide to the Unknown, everyone. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hi, hello. How are you doing? Hello. This is the check-in. Deep breath in. Nope. Inhale some more. Yeah, keep inhaling. Inhale some more. <laughs> Okay, you can stop. You can stop, yeah. <laughs> we want to say hello to anyone who's listening, sharing the podcast, spreading the good word. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for doing that. We appreciate, and we love to party. And yeah. if I'm at a party and I'm like, uh, what do I talk about? What's a good icebreaker? I talk about the government. <laughs> wow, everyone loves government talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but here's the thing about me uh-huh. is I'm always celebrating it. Oh, nice, nice, See nice, it from nice, their nice, point nice. of view. Wow. Remind me not to invite you to any more parties. <laughs> Who are we talking to at these parties? Um, Someone I like to call Dar Rosenzweig. Hello. Ashley Matson. One other drink. James Harrington. Cheers. Kat Joselle. I'll say goodbye to you before you leave. Don't worry. And guess who shows up whenever she feels like <laughs> it? And what does she bring? Herself. That's all we require. That's right. But bring a coat, too. It might get cold. Avian Noble. So if you want no ads, no chit-chat, early access... A bonus episode, I think we're yeah. Should be out. Bonus here should should be out. Mm -hmm. I've been throwing up (laughs) the strange years. I've been putting up as an extra bonus. Not that you care, but it's like three minutes. A bonus upon a bonus. Yeah, it's just there for you. You can take it or leave it. So if you want to find all that stuff, patreon.com slash ghost town pod. We have one Apple Podcast review. Mm, All right, and if you've Given reviews in other places, send them to us because I don't know where to find them. All I can find are the Apple Podcast <laughs> We're scouring. reviews. Interesting short stories, five stars. I love this podcast. The episodes are for the most part short and definitely bingeable at work. It's a welcome break from the ones that offer a lot of commentary and personal opinions during the stories. And I love texting my family and friends with a random, did you know about? Hmm. Facts I learn every day, which wow. I love those things too. I, I do love- too. I do too. Um, I always like to put commentary in, but I think it gets cut out. Um, just for that reason, we like to get to it, you know? Yeah. I don't I get cut that. It. I don't cut it out. You don't cut it out? Should yeah. I put in more commentary? Not for I this guy. I don't cut it out. <laughs> I mean, unless it's, unless I don't agree with it. Oh, oh shit. Uh, other than that, no. <laughs> What's most no. Of it? <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I don't cut it out. Okay. Anything to make these longer. Okay. That's good. I'm getting notes as we're doing this break. It's very, it's constructive. And before we get back to it, I wanted to mention my contribution to this episode. Bathory is a very iconic, pioneering black metal band from Mm -hmm. the early 1980s to theoretically early 2000s. It's really was just like one guy, Corthon. That was his name. Incredible. And you probably, if you're somebody who's been, or you're familiar with like metal or whatever, you've probably seen one of the shirts. It's you know some kind of goat. Mm -hmm. It's, It's like I think from under the sign of the Black Mark album. That's my limited knowledge. But the drummer of Bathory for like one year early on, uh, he directed that movie, Lords of Chaos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he directed that. Also, um, kind of on a somewhat similar note, did a lot of work with Roxette and Taylor Swift. Oh, damn. Okay. The Bathory legacy. I like that. So there's another little, you know, did you know about facts I learned every day? Oh, and that was from Samiao0916 from US and Day. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. I'm learning things too. You think you know everything about Bathory? You don't. You don't. Oh, I want to learn the rest. All right. Because she turns out to be pretty, we got her all wrong. Um, let's get back into it. You'll find out. So 
we're back in the early 1600s where the beautiful and powerful Elizabeth Bathory is being investigated for a whole slew of atrocious and violent acts against young girls and women. In March of 1610, Giorgi Thurzo heads up the investigation with two notaries, Andreas Kiritsturi and Moses Ziraki. By October 1610, they've collected 52 witness statements. By 1611, they have over 300. Two court officials, Benedict Deseo and Jacob Slavasi, claim to have personally witnessed the Countess torture and kill young servant girls. Proof of her shit is mounting, and everyone is turning on the most powerful Countess in all of the land. We talked about some of the statements before the break, so let's talk about how Bathory actually acquired her victims. Her first victims were girls from 10 to 14 years old. She began killing daughters of less important nobles, who were sent to her by their parents to learn courtly etiquette. After her etiquette school ran out of girls, she set her sights on girls and young women from the villages, advertising the promise of well-paid servant work in the castle. She also supposedly kidnapped local girls in the area who would have never come to the castle on their own free will. On December 12, 1610, Nikola Zarinsky, the husband of Elizabeth Bathory's oldest daughter, confirmed an agreement with Thurzo about the imprisonment of his mother-in-law and distribution of her estate. On December 30th, Bathory was arrested with four of her servants, accused of being her accomplices. Dorotia Semtes, the local witch, Iona Joe, her old nurse, along with Katerina Benica, and a young boy named Janos Ujveri. According to Thurzo's letter to his wife, his unannounced visit was just in time, aka probably 20 years too late. Anyway, upon arrival, he found one dead girl and another girl who was still alive, used as living prey. Additionally, there is no further evidence that they asked the living girl what had happened to her. Although it is commonly believed that Bathory was caught in the act of torture, she was actually having dinner when she was arrested. Initially, Thurzo marched in, making the declaration to Bathory's dinner guests and present villagers that he caught Bathory red-handed. However, she was arrested and detained prior to the discovery of any victims. It seemed most likely that the claim of Thurzo's discovering Bathory covered in blood and torturing girls, kind of caught-in-the-act style, is probably an embellishment to up the drama. Thurzo debated further proceedings with Bathory's son and two of her sons-in-laws, Zarinsky and Georgi Drugeth. At this point, Bathory and her children, all married off to powerful people, pretty much ruled Hungary and Transylvania. Her family wanted to keep as much of Bathory's property as they could, which was at risk of being seized by the crown following the very public scandal. Thurzo, along with Paul and her two sons-in-law, originally planned for Bathory to be sent to a nunnery as punishment, somewhere to keep her out of the way. But nunneries often had young women, so they thought twice, and put her under strict house arrest. At her trial, most of the accounts weren't firsthand, with witnesses testifying that they had heard the accusations from others, but didn't see it for themselves. The servants who had helped Bathory also confessed to their guilt under torture, which is not, as you might imagine, a credible way to convict someone. Ilona Joe and Dorotia Semtes had their fingers torn out with a pair of red-hot pinchers and were then burned alive. Due to his youth and their belief that he was less culpable, Janos Ujvari was executed by a much less painful and more dignified method, beheading. Afterwards, his body was burned on the same pier as Joe and Semtes. The last of Bathory's crew, Katerina Benica, was shown the most mercy, receiving a life sentence after evidence showed that she'd been abused by the other women. This is where we get to the believability of all of it, what was true and what wasn't. Of course, throughout my research, I can't imagine the woman was not a murderer. But in this time period, if someone was harmed or someone even stole a chicken, a letter of complaint was written, something was recorded. 
maybe out of fear, maybe out of embellishment of the torture that actually happened, no letters, no recordings were ever found. Two trials were held in the wake of Bathory's arrest, the first on January 3rd, 1611, and the second on January 7th, 1611. The highest number of victims cited during the trial of Bathory's accomplices was 650. This number comes from not completely out of nowhere, but a claim by a servant girl that was the number seen by the number in some of Bathory's private records that was not shown to her, but told to her by local officials. This book was never revealed, and nobody else mentioned it in their testimony. On January 25th, 1611, Thurzo wrote a letter to King Matthias describing that they had captured and confined Bathory to her castle. This is truly a fucked up part of the story. For all the rumors, for all the actual bloodshed, even imagined bloodshed, for even most of her crew being executed, Bathory was allowed to live. This speaks so much to her power of the time, and maybe to powerful people of our time. For the remainder of her life, Bathory would sit in house arrest at Cheta Castle. The Renaissance idea of house arrest doesn't quite agree with itself. Thurzo wrote that Elizabeth Bathory was locked in a dark brick room, but another record from her priest overseer, kind of a 17th century parole officer, says she was able to move freely around her castle with bodyguards and servants. Bathory wrote a will in September of 1610, in which she left all of her current and future inheritance and possessions to her children. On the evening of August 20th, 1614, at the age of 54, Bathory complained to her bodyguard that her hands were cold. The bodyguard replied, It's nothing, mistress, just go lie down. Bathory went to sleep and was found dead the next morning. At first she was buried in the church of Cheta, but then villagers staged a protest and Bathory's body was moved to the Bathory family crypt. The location of her body today is unknown, but believed to have been moved back to Cheta Castle at some point and was put somewhere deep in the worship area. And if you're wondering, Cheta Castle still exists, though the church and the castle don't show any grave markers. You can even visit the castle, which, like I mentioned, is in modern-day Slovakia, for three euros. Not a bad price to see the home of a historic serial killer. As time went on, the legend of Elizabeth Bathory and theories around her life and death loomed large. Many authors have argued that Elizabeth Bathory was the victim of a kind of political conspiracy long con. The proceedings against Bathory, which as I mentioned, weren't from hard evidence. The rumors and testimonies may have been largely politically motivated, possibly because others in power were threatened by her wealth and influence. Also, and this is telling, King Matthias himself owed a large debt to Bathory, which was canceled after she was arrested. Convenient. Also remember that Lutheran minister, Istvan Magari, who initially complained about Bathory? Well, the Bathory family was raised Calvinist, so a religious plot against the family is not out of the realm of possibility. I have my thoughts, but it is so hard to say. I keep wanting to defend this woman who is very likely a horrible, horrible murderer. But like most of history, things are a lot more complicated than they may seem. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.